With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In game number one last evening, and it was the Breakers who got up to win by eight points, uh, holding a, a lead throughout most of that game last night. Um, we were able to provide you coverage of it here on SCNZ. We will do so for um, the remainder of the series, and we can't wait uh, to see where this one plays out. And we cannot wait to welcome in our next guest, who knows one or two things, or a million things, about uh, this uh, league, this competition, these two sides, and uh, how even the series could still possibly um, uh, promise to be. And we do that now by speaking to a man who's played in this competition he was uh, part of the 2009 Melbourne United squad and since retiring has been uh, part of the NBL commentary team. He is uh, NBL analyst uh, Peter Hurley, who's kind enough to join us here on the program. Uh, morning, Peter. How are you? You good? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Where, we, where, do we, where are we touching base with you? You're in Sydney town and uh, you know the streets are wash with Sydney King's tears. No, I'm still I'm still down in Melbourne. They had the other guys Good. flew up for that one, but um, yeah, I tell you what, it was a very fascinating performance and one that I think if you actually broke down and understood the way New Zealand's been playing the game of basketball, not take everything else out of it, it's not too surprising because they seem to have figured everything out. Okay, elaborate on that. What have they? What's number one on all the things they've figured out? And obviously, I won't ask you to go through all of them because we'll be here for eternity. But number one, what's the thing they've worked out more than most? I mean, we look at the, the MVP of the league, Xavier Cooks, and the one thing that has been his biggest holdback is the way that he shoots the ball, and we know it's not consistent. And they really just shrunk the floor on him and tried to limit what he could do well. And, and on the other end, he, he rebounds the ball well as well. So he put Joel Brantley on on Xavier Cooks to limit him on the rebounding efforts. And then as soon as he gets the ball, everybody closes their gap and he doesn't really see much space. And I thought they did that exceptionally well. And I guess you, you really limit the MVP. Other guys have to step up more than normal. And when you have to do that on the fly, it's really hard to adjust to as part of the team. And that's what we saw from Sydney. So to do that, does that take all five on the court to do so? Or is it a double team? You know, the defensive schemes to, to limit the, the MVP to two from 10 from the floor and just what I think, Eight points overall, that's the stuff I guess the, the defensive coaches dream of as far as the breakers are concerned. Yeah, it is. And look, it's exactly what Modi Mayo said all the way since the preseason. They want to have that defensive mindset and it comes with a bunch of different structures. So Jarrell Brantley, the guy who's going to start on Xavier Cooks, but when he's guarding him one-on-one, it's where's Derek Pardon position behind him so that Xavier Cooks sees him. And it's also understanding that if you're guarding DJ Vasiljevic, well, you can't come off to help too much because if he starts catching fire, the game's been put to bed to, to rest pretty early. But you've got Tom Abercrombie, one of the best defenders in the league, and a bet you understands all of that to get in the right spot. And everybody else in the defensive end just works together. And offensively, as long as Will McDowell-White's controlling the show, they're always going to score the ball offensively. Yeah, what what, what stuck out as far as how they were looking to attack uh, the home side in that first quarter? Because, you know, defensively, they've, they've got a lot of props for a long time. But, you know, 30 points in the first game of the final series, gee, that's a great nerve settler. 
Yeah, it is. And look, I think a lot of it is the way that the Sydney Kings have been defending all season long. They play what's called a drops coverage where the big man, so it was Suarez last night at the five spot, when they come off a ball screen, likes to retreat and kind of catch the point guard either at the rim or make him have to make a decision. Now, sometimes that works if you've got a guy who really doesn't want to shoot the ball. But Will McDowell-White just picks apart that kind of coverage, and we saw it. He gets an extra couple of seconds to survey the floor. He's going to spot guys up for hit shots. He's going to score when he has to. And they didn't really get out of it enough. And if you can allow a guy who's such an elite point guard and decision-maker like Will McDowell-White that much more time, it's going to be impossible to stop. So I wouldn't be surprised if come game two, they have to change that coverage. And maybe if Xavier Cooks, I know he tweaked his ankle, but if he's healthy, they play a bit of small ball with him at the five and end up having to really try and go after Will McDowell-White get the ball out of his hand. It's a heck of a day for McDowell-White. 19 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, couple of steals in there to boot, um, and was just in pure attack mode uh, against what you, I'm detecting here, maybe a bit of a passive defensive approach earlier time. Yeah, and again, the surprise factor is I look back at the, the Tasmania series with New Zealand before this one, and in the game that Tasmania won, they full court, they wanted the ball out of Wilmington White's hands, and when he did get it back, there was only 10 seconds left on the shot clock to try and speed him up. If you just let him coast in and, and use a ball screen, he's the best ball screen user in the league, and they just allowed him way too much time, and he's just too good. He just picks things apart. He sees the game a step ahead of everybody else. And when, again, when he slows it right down, he's so hard to stop because he will shoot the ball. He's got a nice floater, but he wants to get everybody else involved as well. So 11 points down the Kings at the half. You always knew they were going to come back in that third quarter. Were, were they able to make the adjustments on the fly that you thought they possibly could do in that third quarter? Or was it more of a was it more about the fourth quarter in the sense that their offense was completely stifled, that they were unable to make those in-game um, in adjustments? Yeah, I think it was harder. They had the injuries, obviously, Jerry Walton Jr., Xavier Cook, some other guys. So I've heard they've had uh, significant injuries in training leading up to this. And Chase Buford said afterwards, they haven't played their best basketball for almost two months now. And that's why they have the success against the Taipans because Cairns are just going to play at 100 miles an hour no matter what the score is. New Zealand aren't going to do that. New Zealand are really going to slow it down and try and pick you apart Whereas if you keep trying to play that style, that fast pace against New Zealand when things aren't working, it just plays right into the breakers' hands, and that's what we saw. So it'll be very interesting to see how quickly they can adjust to this game too. What can they do as far as adjustments? I mean, if, if I'm one, I know Justin Simon is the one who goes, goes to Barry Brown, but maybe if you even look at someone starting like a Sean Bruce or an Angus Glover and say, look, you go and get Will McDowell-White full court and pressure him and get the ball out of his hands. And as soon as he gets it, don't let him get it back. But then you've got to trust your elite defender, which is Justin Simon, to try and shut down Barry Brown Jr. one-on-one. And the good thing for the break is if both those things happen, well, you get the ball to Jarrell Brantley and let him start going to work and fill it up and everybody else will come off the bench and do the same. So these are the first two things I would think of is get the ball out of McDowell White's hands and then try and trust one of your elite defenders to shut down Barry Brown Jr. Right. But what... Brantley didn't have a great shooting night. So I'm just trying to think. Across the floor, there are threats that the Kings really do need to consider here. And on any given night, if one gets hot, you know, New Zealand Breakers fans should be thinking the very best, right? Oh, absolutely. Again, this is the hardest thing about a five-game series. And I remember back in 2018, and we were playing the 36ers, and we won that first game at home pretty convincingly. And I was a rookie, and I was already thinking ahead of, like, 
well, that was all right. We just got to win two out of the next four. We, we should be champions. And it went all the way to five games. So it's hard. It's really hard not to think ahead in a five-game series because you've just come off a three-game series where you just got to win one more game. But even if you win two, that closeout game is always the hardest. So almost, I like that Modi Mayer in the press conference said that he doesn't even want to talk about that game anymore. He just wants to look forward. And both these coaches aren't afraid to throw some really funky things out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see something really abstract and unusual from Chase Buford and the Kings just trying to get that done. But I tell you what, New Zealand's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. And that emotion side of how incredible this story's been should get them over the line. Yeah, there's, you know, coaches can do uh, a lot to prepare between game to game, but you also know, uh, but it, you've played the game. Players will play better. Cooks ain't going to shoot two from ten again, is he? No, he's not. He, he's again, but is there, I wouldn't. You, that's one thing you motivate. You don't want to change the way you defended and had that success uh, on the MVP. And DJ Vasilevich has been in a bit of a slump now for a little bit as well. And, the last time he was in a slump that went this long, he hit 10 threes to come out of it and put up 42 points. So you've always got to be ready and you've got to expect it. And that's why I'm sure a lot of the players, the veterans like Tom Abercrombie, would be telling the guys, look, if Cooks comes out and has 20 in the first half or DJ has 20 in the first half, don't let it deflate you. That's just what good players do. They're going to make shots eventually and that's just stick to the game plan. So uh, the Silovich is... The- the next cab off the rank, you would think, is looking for someone to take, make a, a bit of pressure off Cox. You know, option two, option three, he'd be right, right at the top of your four thinking there. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, that's, he's been the key that whole season for me, to be honest, because if he's not knocking down shots, then it allows whoever's guarding him to take another step in towards the key and shrink it up and make life harder for Xavier Cooks and the like. So he needs to start knocking down some shots at, at a high level to really try and free up the other Sydney players. But the one thing that they may have in their favour is, is Chase Buford has trust their bench all season long, right down to the 12th player. He's not afraid to throw them out there and, and trust they're going to play hard and get the job done. So series is far from over, but to win on away from your home floor against the reigning champs and the way they did it, there's some big question marks around the Kings. Yeah, interesting. Really interesting perspective. Now, breakers come home. The gym's going to be incredibly noisy. It's going to be noisy throughout the series. You throw in the, the, the added travel factor, bouncing between the two countries. You know where I'm going with this one, Peter. Who wins it all? Oh, I think right now the way the break is, that was just their plan A. And knowing Modi Mayo, he's got plan B, C, D, E, F. I think the breakers are going to get it done. I think Sydney will probably sneak one game, maybe back at home in game three. But I just can't see them beating New Zealand with the way they're playing. Yeah, you, you, you're that impressed by what they have shown now over an extended period. They're not just hot, they've sort of blossomed, they've matured as a, as a squad together. They're not riding a, well, a hot shooting hand here. They're just, they're just very well put together, um, ha- have really gelled well as a group and just look very hard. Oh, 100%. And look, you look at the recent history, especially for the NBL, defence wins championships. And as good as Sydney were last year offensively, they were actually the best defensive team in the competition as well. This year, they weren't as good defensively, still decent whereas New Zealand are the best defensive team in the competition. So that offense, they don't have to worry about it. Even if they struggle to score the ball, they trust their defense to get enough stops to win. That always helps win a championship, and that's why I think they'll get it done. Peter, great to have you on the show. You've brought a lot of smiles to a lot of New Zealand basketball fans listening right now on that, I am sure. Uh, Thanks so much. Enjoy the remainder of this uh, series. It's going to be a tight one. No worries. Thanks for having me. Do appreciate it. NBL analyst Peter Hurley joining us, a former player of this competition since retiring, part of the NBL commentary team.